Living just comes with a bit of heartache. Heartache comes with a bit of young faith. Faith stays young till your heart get broken. Hope grows up to become someday. I never heard no one and no one ever heard me. I believe, I believe, I believe. Faith played dumb to the dots I leave. Coming back after a brief delay, a lot of people thought it was because of gambling and addictions, but Gentleman's Breakfast, episode 45. Yeah, trying to, you know, get rid of the cobwebs, get some of the rust off. A lot's changed. Uh, Back in the employment game. Back in the employment game, I'm also back in my dungeon, or where, if you prefer. Yeah, a lot of people are worried about that. You going back to your island of solitude over Moving here. to solo living. My Sierra Nevada consumption has increased. Mm, thanks surprising. to Thanks to a refrigerator full of supply provided by one of our listeners. Do you think that's good for your mental health to live by yourself? No, I do not. Uh, but it, it goes along with me going back to bitter working life this is a working man's apartment right here this is a functional apartment it's surprisingly clean i guess you're not a dirty person it's very clean in here i can i feel kind of guilty though we didn't even tell the producer that we were producing today i thought about calling him up and asking him if he wanted to produce this morning if he was available or if he had prior engagements given that we haven't been recording in a while but you know as i was going to pick you up this morning coming out of the lair uh, I hopped in the elevator. I held the elevator for one of my neighbors, all of my neighbors in this apartment being geriatric for the most part. Yeah, is that old woman still alive? Rent control. Uh, I haven't seen her recently, hmm. but I'd be shocked if she's gone. But I'm getting on the elevator at like 8.30, and I've got a bag of trash that I'm taking out. Hmm. I hold the elevator for her. I hear her clattering down the hallway. She thanks me for holding the elevator. And then when we're in the elevator, she looks at my trash bag and she says, you think you have enough bottles in there? (laughs) And I thought I was going to take her out of this world. I I wanted to say, no, I I really don't think that I have enough. Certainly hasn't taken the edge off. Picking up the bag and hitting her over the head with it? Do you think that you've had enough years on this fucking rock? I mean, that's... What, when you're that age, you just got to take shots, right? I would just take was, shots all day long. I mean, this was not the first time that she's just said something like that to people in this fucking elevator. Um, but, you know. Does it make you question your consumption at all? No, not in the least. Like I said, my view is I don't know that I've been consuming enough. It certainly hasn't taken the edge off enough. <laughs> but mm. the... The last factor that I'll give you in, in returning back to work is, you know, with work comes some travel. And okay. this tale that I'm about to tell doesn't take place on a plane, so everyone can calm down. Back this takes east. place at a California pizza kitchen in the airport at, in Laguna, California. Ooh, Cal- CPK. Laguna, by the way, gorgeous place. I don't know if you've ever been down there. Uh, not uh, really, but, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's like... 20 minutes from Orange County Airport. You should check it out. Um, so I'm sitting at the bar at the CPK. I order myself, you know, a little pie, beer. Guy sits next to me. Balding, middle-aged man. This man's wife... Like, I thought he was a character in a film. So he sits down. He asks for a beer. Bartender says, you know, what would you like? He says, well, do you have an IPA? He's like, yeah, well, I have, a, I have a good one. We have the Goose Island on tap, but I have a better one that I think that I like that's in a bottle. 
guy asks, well, how much is it? He says, eight dollars. He's like, no, I'll take the Goose Island. Doesn't ask how much the Goose Island is. Goose Island's probably six dollars. So he's asked for a recommendation and immediately rejected the recommendation. Mm -hmm. Then he comes back and decides that he wants to order a pie. All right. He orders a pepperoni sausage mushroom pizza. Mm -hmm. Asks, I can make substitutions, right? Guy says, yes. He says, well, I don't eat pork. He's just ordered a pepperoni sausage mushroom pie. Is this a brown guy? Uh, I don't want to speak to the guy's <laughs> ethnicity. I have some thoughts that I might share with you after the show, but I believe he was white. Okay. Um, he replaces the pepperoni and sausage with turkey. He replaces the basil with spinach just for shits, I guess. I don't know how much you're going to notice the difference between basil and spinach on a pie. I'd much prefer basil. Then, so then the order goes in. Then he, he a minute. Turkey, spinach, and what else on the pizza? Mushroom. Okay. Order gets placed into the register. Turkey on the pizza. He comes back a minute later and says, hey, substitutions don't cost extra, do they? And he's like, no, 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 you're good. It doesn't cost extra. He's like, oh, hey, also, can I get that pizza to go? Okay, adds that on. Pie comes to go. Pie comes out. Then he proceeds to stay at the bar for forty five minutes. So you're just gonna sit on the pie and then eat it in the fucking plane. It's one of my least favorite things on the planet Earth. Oh, people that bring food on. This, I can't tell you. Oh, he also asked if he could go to the bathroom and just like leave all the shit there and then come back. Did you t think about taking a bite out of his pie? God, I should have. That would have been fucking hilarious been good for content but obviously you're not you're, I don't know where your head's at this person leads a more miserable life than I do like just watching the evolution of each of these asks it was like I was in a fucking sitcom did the bartender react I just kept looking at him and chuckling and he was incredibly patient through all of it. I mean he's you know right at the end of his shift just trying to trying to get a couple extra tips on the way out I imagine but... at airports you get the best of the best in terms of clients. Just the shittiest people on the planet Earth. In in their worst possible mood. Yeah, you got I mean there's there's not many worse jobs at an airport than working at the airport Russia outside of working at the desk at a Just airline. Balding thirty five year old man making substitutions to a CPK pie at the airport. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. That wasn't a great story, but it was something that I experienced. It's a story. What do you got for me? Uh, so, you know, the, the girlfriend and I went overseas to Asia and Russia and, you know, unbeknownst to her, everything's a test. This is all trial yeah. to see this is a, a lifetime commitment. Well, I, I would say even independent of that international travel is a trial in itself. You have to have yourself in the right mindset. You have to know something is going to go wrong. Constantly in this trial. whatever span, something is going to go wrong, Constantly. and you just have to be ready to roll. With especially, it. it's a two man game, right? We're in it together. Yep. This experience can only be as good, you know, as we have it together. Uh, so, you know, it, the trip goes well. We're nearing the end of the trip, and we go to we're in Moscow in like a very residential area, and we're trying to find a coffee shop because you know, I've created a monster where she brings the coffee grinder. And the French press with her internationally. She Wait, she are you fucking kidding me? She packs it, yeah. 
So we have French. How many bags did you have? I had one. I refused to pack that part of the. Did you have a rolling bag? I had a very small, like, overhead bag. Like a rolling bag? Yeah, but it was probably, like, a yeah. little bit bigger than a backpack. Um, she had a, a rolling bag and a backpack. And in that rolling bag in and the backpack? backpack no, in the backpack. You have to have an, otherwise, a French press and a coffee grinder. Yeah, it's, it's glass. It's going to break. Her thinking, of course, I'm traveling internationally. Can't I'm, take the risk. I'm going to be better at preparing coffee than people are internationally. I mean, Georgia's only been around for 33 centuries. In, so, yeah. the, in the older parts of the world where yeah. they've been in the coffee game for a little longer. She's not willing to take that risk. Or the tea game. So halfway through our... Where, where did she think that we got the idea for a French press I, from? I I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think she's put much that's deep an, thought into That's it. an American invention. So she stuck to her guns. Fine. You know, she's done this before. So she does this domestically as well. She doesn't know what, what we're going to have. Anywho... Do you think that you've become, do you think that you became a more patient or, or more beaten down man leading into this? Do you think that this situation has made you, like, I'm trying to figure out the chicken and the egg here. Well, you, you pick your battles, right? Like, if this is the most, and she's, in terms of high maintenance, like, she doesn't carry a bunch of clothes. She's not very, like, normal chick like with other things right i see a coffee grinder going into a carry-on bag for international travel i'm going nuclear <laughs> yeah i mean look, that's you, not someone that i'm traveling with. you pick your battles i spent three weeks in southeast asia out of a backpack that'll show you after we get off of this show pick your battles i lay out that i'm not carrying it so anywho and at no point in time during that international travel did i think man i really wish i had brought this i agree Anywho, halfway through, the converter, the coffee grinder breaks. Whether it's converting, you know, the electricity. Well, were, were you putting it in one of the little converters? Yeah, one of those pocket. Like so, a mechanical device in the U.S. runs on 110 hertz or whatever. 220, yeah, volts. No, 220 volts, but it's like 110 hertz alternating uh, current, and other countries have a different frequency of alternation, so it fucks with the motor. Yeah, one time. Does that with hair dryers one and stuff time. like that? Anything mechanical that's spinning is going to get fucked up if you're using the small thing. Yeah, that's why you have to use the big thing because it fixes the. Good enough. Live and learn. Live and learn. It breaks. So yeah. then we're out for coffee for halfway through it. So the, nearing the end of the trip, we go to. We're in Moscow. We're walking around. Did you just throw the coffee grinder away when it broke. Did uh, it go no. back in the bag? I think it went, went back, back in, in the bag. bag. Went back in the bag. Why didn't, not? Didn't know if it still works in the U.S. Carrying around a broken coffee grinder is about as useful as carrying around a functioning coffee Again, grinder I'm internationally. Not so I don't mind. It's not bothering me. So you never had a carrier bag at any point in time during this trip? Nope. Not a single time. Nope. Okay, I respect that. That's fair. So we we're walking around. We can't find the coffee shop that. Uh, this woman's Airbnb that she rented to us, she describes on a piece of paper where the coffee shop is, and she says, walk through this door down a, downstairs. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, We finally walk into like a high-end convenience store, and we try to start speaking English to her, because obviously we don't know any Russian. Sure, sure. And she's like, no, no, we don't have that. And then we determine that we both want a hot liquid and that she can make coffee. Cafe, espresso. Espresso is kind of the same yeah. word. She goes, okay. So I look at coffee know, usually defaults to espresso. Yeah. So I look at the at the roommate Over there. there and I can see that she's she's got a question boiled up in her head. 
And then she got a special request. She got a special request. She goes French press, and I, <laughs> I, I nearly lose it. I was like, "We can't even say coffee." You think this woman's gonna know what French press is? And she's like, "Look, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take." So you're internationally part of that experience is not necessarily getting exactly what you would sign up for at home. You just kind of go with what you got. Yeah. So you know, we end up getting coffee. Yeah, and that's another thing. They always, like, you can order coffees, like, hey, I want coffee black. In that region of the world, somehow cream always gets in there. <laughs> Doesn't like, matter it comes out, and it's yeah. just, like, a cream color. I'm like, I ordered it without that. And they're like, eh, this is how it goes. Uh, so that was interesting. They put cream in, like, a tiny espresso cup? No, not an espresso, but, like, oh. in a coffee. Like, okay. they don't understand just, or they don't understand. They don't just do a regular coffee. Yeah. They're going to default to what, what other people are having. Whatever. Which so, is fair. And that's part of the experience. So we're, we're winding down. Trip's done. She goes to the World Cup with me. She didn't want to do that. She made a good time out of it. And we're preparing for a long trudge back. Moscow to JFK. JFK to back to San Francisco. And I see TGI Fridays there in the morning. So we wake up really early. Flight's at 9. We get to a TGI Fridays at like 7.30. Sit down. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a couple sandwiches. Mm-hmm. The After about sitting there for 10 minutes, not being served, yep. they go, okay, yeah, you can order, but we don't have, you can't pay with credit card. Yep. So that only limits us to one meal. Yep. So I order one meal, which doesn't sit well with the roommates. Like, well, wow. you know, I'm hungry. I'm like, look, we'll share. And at this point, and th- I think this is just lack of experience from her. It's like, look, we're in this together. You're about to get on a plane, right? Yeah, but plant food never yeah. know what you're gonna get no. uh let's just make the best of the situation yeah. so she starts being a little catty right and i was like look you being catty with me is not helping the situation <laughs> right uh and then i think the russians were just fucking with us because at one point i saw other people making transactions like, <laughs> maybe they just don't want us here yeah so we go on our way we go on the plane and you know there's a couple tipping points you realize with traveling with people Hers is you just got to feed her a little bit of wine. You feed her a little bit of wine. Everything gets better. Everything gets better. I don't think that that only applies to international travel or only to her. I think that's a global, domestic, international, overall, overall. your girlfriend, myself, yourself, other people. That's how people work. It's, oh. it's like a, a vending machine, but instead of putting in coins, putting in a little alcohol and you don't like what you get out. Overall, it was a huge. Usually. It was a huge success. I would say, she traveled well. Everything went well. We did spend nine hours in JFK on the flight back. They delayed our flight six hours. That's my favorite activities when they start delaying the flight and you have all these people camped out in front of the the terminal or the gate and they just start they just start reacting. Yep. My favorite transaction is there's one aggressive dude. So there's this one middle-aged dude who has his headphones in, and he's just pacing around. And they go, you see that man right there? He's about to go off. He's about to go off. You can see the volcano. He sees, like, first they delay it, like, two and a half hours. They don't tell you why, like, yep. mechanical thing. And the poor bastard at the front doesn't know why. It's You're flying delayed. from where to where? JFK to San Francisco. Oh, that's right, yeah. He doesn't know why it's delayed. Yep. So these people start throwing him. He prints everybody off a bullshit like twelve dollar voucher for food. You can't even use it at like the convenience stores. You can nope. only use it in the food market, That's which great. is too far away. Uh, so he goes off postal. He goes off. 
And then my favorite is like, they keep delaying it. So they don't give you any increments. They just delay in it and then yep. eventually. But then the, the game of telephone that these people are playing, one person gets a piece of information. No more than five feet away tells the other person not the exact same story. That person goes to the next person. And it's mind-numbing how people can just tell inaccurate information just to get them more bothered. Yep. And I was like, look, we're all in this together. Why are we flipping out? So then I start telling people, just because I'm entertained by this, that the flight's going to leave tonight. I'm specifically on the flight for everybody's safety. I can't tell you when, but it's going to leave. The three or four people I tell are, are drunk and believe it. Sure. So then they, they just go back to the airport lobby to drink some more alcohol. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was quite the experience. And then, you know, the old guy went postal again. And I looked at him and I thought a lot of you. And I go, I hope that's not you in 30 years. Just a lonely, miserable bastard. Surprisingly, no wedding ring on his finger. It's it's not going to happen during international travel, but JFK is a unique bubble in the universe. It exists kind of off its, off its own out there in Jamaica, New York, in the middle of nowhere. And something about that part of the world right there makes people go insane. JFK is one of the most miserable places on the planet Earth. Yeah, it didn't help that there was a brand new terminal. Everybody else in the terminal was international, too. So you had a little little feng shui of everybody. Uh, I hate JFK, but I'm, I'm reminded of uh, another international story where uh, when, when I was in Laos with my buddy, um, we, we roughed it for a few days up north, rented a truck, drove up there. Drove us basically as far as we could, and then the roads gave out, and then we hired a boat to take us further upriver to another little town in Laos. We had a good time up there. We were up there for a couple days, you know, drank a bunch of beers, whatever, in this town that didn't have electricity three years ago. So I don't think that they're still accustomed to refrigerating everything. Mm-hmm. So you're getting some pretty touch-and-go food there. The plumbing gave out in the place that we were staying at, uh, like midway through work through that, what have you. Anyway, we come back on the boat. When we get back to the boat, we go to have a beer before we leave at uh, this little bar uh, with the guy that we had hired the boat from, guy that we had gotten to know, very nice guy. And in his hospitality, he has his wife cook us a feast at about 10 in the morning. Now, my internal situation not going After well. being in a tiny village up north for two days, mm. I'm not stable in any way, shape, or form. Um, just about anything could send me over the edge. And he and his wife, and he has his like three-year-old child sitting there next to us, and he's just being nice, talking to us. Just keeps bringing out dishes that we haven't tried yet. Laotian dishes. You're like sitting and, in his home. Yeah. And I'm fucking sweating bullets, and not not just because it's so hot out there. Like, I'm clenching my butt cheeks together while I'm trying to eat the, the minimum amount of this food that I need to eat to not be rude. And, you know, like, in Asian cultures, like, leaving you gotta extra eat food. Yeah, leaving extra food on the plate is a, an insult, right? Mm. And I know that his shitter is just a standing shitter that is not going to be able to handle any kind of emergency that comes up. I'm trying to find the escape hatch. He doesn't charge us for any of this. We part ways very amicably. We had some... You're telling me you didn't take a poo in the standing poop? 
I thought I could make it. So wow. we have some hitchhikers that are coming with us as well, two, <laughs> two American girls that are riding in the back of the truck. You picked them up along the way or they were at the... They were, we had met them at the bar like four days before. They had come in some van that <laughs> they were complaining about. They're like, they wouldn't turn the AC on and the guy made me carry a chicken. It's, so <laughs> there's already a transaction that these two women were going to meet you after you had your feast with the boat guy. Yes. Okay. And so we get in the truck and I'm driving the first leg back to, you know, the other little town that we had been in before. And I go to start out of town and I'm like, this is a bad idea. Like, I'm not going to make it. So I just stop the truck in the village before we leave. And I look at my buddy who's riding shotgun and just say, I'll be right back. And he looks in the rearview mirror and sees me sprinting up this, you know, dirt road <laughs> trying to find a house to go into. I paid some woman like 10,000 Laotian kip to just destroy <laughs> her, her bath. Do they speak English enough? Uh, most of them, yeah, most of them, I mean, you just point to stuff, whatever, say bathroom, so they, the, they all know bathroom. You're just in a random neighborhood, you're like, hey, can I use your bathroom? Neighborhood is a strong word, right? Like we're, we're, we're in a village that, like, maybe 50 people live in, maybe. But they, they accept that random tourist guy wants to go to the bathroom. They're all very nice. Like, we didn't meet anyone in Wow that would not just let you into their home mm. to deal with personal problems okay so everything so goes smoothly i'm in there for 10 or 15 minutes and then i just come walking back getting in the car i'm like all right let's go <laughs> walking a little wider yeah oof that I, that does remind me of one other story but that's we we, we have a limit of one i think we've exhausted one it, one poo story per per podcast i've got a relationship whoa tale for you no, i don't have a relationship i think we oh. all know that but it's more of like a, a parable or an anecdote. So I've tried to convey many times to people, like, the only thing worse than getting stuck at work is having someone else bitch at you for being stuck at work yeah. in an unforeseeable yeah, circumstance. So the only thing that I think that I can really tie it to is the DMV. Everybody understands the pain of the DMV. Nobody likes going. So imagine you pile on top of the nut punch or whatever the female equivalent would be yeah. of going to the DMV. On top of having to go, someone out in the world is constantly texting you and complaining about it and putting pressure on you to get out of the DMV faster. Now, what options do you have? What leverage do you have to pull to get out of the DMV faster? None. None. No leverage. You're just going to be there until it's done, and it sucks for you. And the person that's complaining knows that it sucks for you and knows that it's out of your control. But they continue to complain. So then you come back home. You're shitty. They're shitty. You're shitty because you've just gotten done with the DMV and you've been getting complained at. They're shitty. It's a toxic situation. Then, you know, maybe you have a beer and you're like, all right, look, I'm going to try to be positive. But then they're still shitty about you being shitty before, and it just goes into a fucking death spiral. Sounds like something we need to get out of. I'm just saying, maybe when work shit comes up, even if it's regularly, maybe just let that ride. 
Speaking of work stuff, I'm going to seek some advice here. One last thing. So I'm about five days back in the workforce. Well, uh, and a lot of it is, you know, saving face, very early company, still organizing their things. In essence, there's one guy that works underneath me. Uh, We'd like to put as many as two people beneath you. There is a process of hiring another one, but this guy is the only guy, right? Yeah. He's He's been at the job for a few months, so whatever he says has to kind of go. Yep. And I've noticed through five days, uh, I, I'm not a great listener to begin with. <laughs> Just get that out of the way. Especially if I'm not interested in what they're saying. Uh, yeah, you will turn... Okay. I, would, I wouldn't say that you're a bad listener. I would say you're a binary listener. Either you're going to listen, you're going to be a great listener, or you're going to check the fuck out. And when you check out, it's infuriating. It's deep. It is infuriating. You just go into your phone, and you are not listening to a fucking word. Well, I, I'm not going into my phone, but I'm just going into whatever, you know, right. past the asteroid belt thoughts. So this, we'll ask this guy questions, and I've noticed a trend. No matter what you ask him, his first response every time is 100%, 100%, man, 100%. He's and British? He's from New Zealand. Okay, okay. And he'll Does say, he say made a lot. He says a lot of th- different things that you can't really understand him, but he says yeah. 100%. <clears throat> and then he goes on a long diatribe about something else. So, whatever question you ask him, so like I've even watched my boss ask him questions, and he goes 100% and then goes and says something completely different. Yep. And I'm, I'm like, am I, is this like an episode of the Twilight Zone? Like, am I the only one picking up that this guy makes no sense and yeah. we're completely relying on him for all the volume here? <laughs> And uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is first week. Be a little patient before you start. Sure. Critique it, but... Very mature of you. I don't know how long this is going to last. The thing that I've had with my employees... So, I have two people that work for me now. I hired both of them. Uh, and one of the second one that I on, that came on board... He onboarded at a time where I was so busy, like I was too busy to give him things to do. Because hmm. to give someone brand fucking new at your company something to do, you have to have time set aside to explain, to explain it to him. And you have to leave lead time in to have iterations of it. You have to know like this thing that would have taken me, you know, an hour and a half if I had just focused on it or whatever. It's going to take this guy like a day and a half. And then it's not going to come out right. And I'm going to have to explain stuff to him. And nothing at our company works in a way where it's like, I have three days. No. It's all like, this has to get done today or the empire will fall. <laughs> so I'm basically, you know, stressing out on my desk dealing with only those problems. Uh, and he just keeps chirping. Just keeps chirping my ears like, hey, you know.